Welcome to the Breakfast with Champions podcast, where every day we bring you motivation, education, and inspiration to help you reach your full potential. You can check us out at bwcdaily.com. On this show, we feature celebrity interviews as well as experts and leaders in fields like business, marketing, sales, branding, and mindset. Our goal is to give you a seat at the table to listen in on conversations with some of the most amazing people around the world, people who are doing the things you know you can do and reaching the levels you know you can reach. So get ready to be motivated and inspired and grab your seat at the table for the Breakfast with Champions podcast. And don't forget to check us out at bwcdaily.com. If you don't already know, then you should. Amelia Antonetti, Designing Genius. If you haven't been to designinggenius.com, go to designinggenius.com. Amelia is a behaviorist of the stars. She is a spectacular individual with a skill that is second to none. And she is truly a subject matter expert in the ability of not just reading behavior, but also understanding how to repair and create better behaviors. And with that being said, Amelia, I appreciate you. I hope you have a spectacular and wonderful holiday and Merry Christmas, and I will give it to you. No, big Merry Christmas hug to you. I'm so thankful for you in my life this year. I can't wait to come squeeze you again. Thank you, thank you, thank you for all that you do. One of my favorites. My heart is very full for you. Thank you. Good morning, everybody. Um, I am excited for today, for this Friday. I'm excited as we roll into this holiday season of celebration and the family dynamics that are about to be upon us. So, uh, Patricia, good morning. Do you want to head and kind of, kind of welcome into where we're going to lean into today? Yeah. Good morning, freaking everyone. Frack. For people who don't know this, we're freaking frack. That's how we refer to each other <laughs> all the time. We'll let you figure out who's frick and who's frack, but that's, uh, that's, that's our ongoing stand-up morning huddle is with frick and frack. Yeah. If you're ever on a call with us, you'll know because we're drinking from our mugs that identify which one we are. So, Good morning, everyone. And I just wanted to remind everyone we are in the Breakfast of Champions room. And also that bwcdaily.com is where you can go to get articles. And if you miss one of your favorite segments, you can sign up and they will send you a newsletter. It's incredible how quickly it's coming out every single day that gives you the notes from all your favorite speakers. So everything we talk about today, you know, maybe put down your pen and instead unmike and talk to Amelia and get your answers. Also, just if you look at the top of the room, the subject of the room today is what's more important, the who's or the how's? Well, today you have Amelia. She is the who that will share with you how to start 2023 with the right word. We're going to get into the one word, which is chapter four of the book, if you've already received it how people get stuck solving the wrong problems. So I'm going to go ahead and pass the mic back over to Amelia and we're going to get started. Well, and I think this is my fun part, right? Is, you know, we've, we, people were here earlier this week and we were actually helping them understand that the overarching word that they're choosing for the year is off. It is incorrect. It is out of alignment and helping people walk through that logic train of how do you choose the right word of the year. Again, um, for people who follow Steve Harvey, he just made his announcement. He's, he and his I have worked together for eons. Um, and we set his word as he begins his vision board for each year. And a bunch of my clients um, are out there. So I love when people go, oh my God, they sent me actually somebody else's clip. That's one of my clients. I'm like, and there you're fine designing genius again. So I want to be able to do that with you now today. As you lean in, as you think about next year, there should be an overarching piece of work that will be your measurable as you go into your areas of focus for 2023. That word choice is imperative in order to be able to create the correct momentum for your success. And the reason why I say that is growth work, which is change, is always done in the shadow. It is not done in your area of strength. This is why what I would like to do today is help you understand what you think the problem is, is not the problem. It's just not. Your brain never goes 
to the right problem first. Your brain goes to the problem that it believes it can solve. You will not see what the actual root of the problem is. It's why you have to get out of your head and stop having conversations in your head and start brainstorming with somebody who can move you through to locate the correct problem and the right root behavior. From where you are in this year, for whatever did not work the way you intended, it is not time, money, resources that is the reason why. The reason why something is not where you want it to be is 100% a behavior. It's 100% a behavior. And if you think I'm incorrect, I am happy to banter with you to show you, to prove to you why this is so. It is always a behavior. It is never a tactic. You can Google how to do anything, anything you can Google. And if that's the fake case, then why isn't everybody living the life that they want We call genius living? Because it's not tactics that's holding you stuck in today. It is a behavior. It is solving the wrong problem. So the goal of today, this morning, is to make sure that everybody who's listening has their word. Now, some of us have been playing around this week, um, and they've been so patient with me because I've been suffering from bronchitis, so I sound like a truck driver. So I, I beg, my, beg my pardon on my not smoothness of my voice this morning, but I'm better than I was. And a lot of people have worked with me about picking the right word. So if you're one of those people, what is helpful for the listener is when you lean into your vulnerability to go, well, I thought the word was gross. And then Amelia led me to show where the root word really is this new word and how that trigger in you as you started to see the correct word. Because what happens is as you get closer to the real work, a woof of emotion, sometimes anxiety, surface, right? It's, it's almost like a fear going, oh, I don't want that one, right? Which tells you that you're on the correct path. Because real growth, true learning, is uncomfortable. If you're not uncomfortable when you choose your word, if you're comfortable, people go, oh, gross, right? If that doesn't scare the heck out of you, it's the wrong word. Like my word last year, I had no idea how, how roller coaster it was going to be. And it scared me. My word this year, I'm petrified of my word. And it's the tools and all the other stuff in Designing Genius that will lock it in place, including your accountability buddy. But you first got to do the real work to go, what is that blocker that I've got to lean into, right? What is it I could lean to? So if there's anybody who wants to share their word that had a word and then move to another word. So if you've been in my sessions this week, I'd love to hear from you. If you think you know your word and you're like, hey, I'll play this game. Let's banter to see, make sure I have the right word. Because why would you want to spend 12 months in a word if I can already help you realize that it's out of alignment of what you truly, truly, truly say you want in your need. So please use me, use me, use me. I am here to serve as your behaviorist. So hopefully this sounds appealing to somebody here who wants to banter. So hey, Dr. Sean is ready. <gasps> Dr. Hey, Dr. Sean. Okay, so can I just tell you how excited I get when Dr. Sean is here? Like he just makes my heart happy. Good morning, Dr. Sean. I'm waiting for my visit. Just so I'm going to say it out loud. I'm waiting okay. for my visit. All right. You're, I, I'd like to unmute that. I'd like to be on now. Uh, my word for 2023 is surrender and to stop like trying to micromanage every little thing. You know, come up with a plan, execute it, train my team to execute the parts that they should do, sh show up for the parts that I need to, and let the wonderful uh, computer. Uh, graphics machine that the universe is do its job once we put the intention out there. So 2020, uh, was all a about big word. That is a big, big. Now, was that your first choice? Um, yeah, actually, it was. Um, it, so it you didn't start with power and control. Say again. You didn't start with the word like control or power, and then led to surrender. You went right into surrender. I went, I went, I went right into, uh, I went right into surrender because I knew that I was trying to, I was holding on too tight. Um, you know, there's a 38 special song called hold on loosely. 
And <laughs> it's not hold on loosely, by the way. I know there are people on stage who think so, but it's hold on loosely. And I think that I think that I just was gripping too tight to the things that I wanted. And it was a different form of chasing, which is something that I've tried to eliminate from my life over the last year and a half. I mean, you know some of my stories, so you know what I've been chasing and why I've been chasing some things. But for the most part, everything that has flipped out of my hands has been because I gripped it too tight. Everything well, I am I so have... excited about this. It's surrender is such a great word. So here's the hard question. What do you have to master in order to truly surrender? Have you thought about that question? What about Sean today is going to have to change dramatically in order for surrender to be true and present? I have to have more faith in myself that I made the right decisions and that those decisions will be able to be executed without me putting my thumb on every little bit of it. Mm. Yeah, the control thing. No, I, so that's, I, I have that word I think is dead on. I think it's dead on. I think it's a powerful word. Um, I think the growth that, that you're going to move through, um, you're definitely going to see, like when we talk about, what you think the problem is is never what the problem is and what the answer is never what the answer is all of that's going to surface for you all of that's going to surface for you because you're going to be facing through surrender that well here's the problem and here's the answer and you're going to see others answer it so differently and you're going to have to truly practice releasing from the outcome Releasing from the outcome is going to be your pathway to surrender. I just did it about an hour ago when when we were we, when we were trying to we have flooding coming here. I'm on the coast of New Hampshire, beautiful coast of New Hampshire, Portsmouth, New Hampshire. If you know, being a chiropractor, just kidding. But um, we have so I so I said okay, we need to let people have the option to come in earlier because the high tide is going to be at around I don't know 10:45 or something like that. So give give people a call and give them the option. And then I sat there and I tried to micromanage the people <laughs> as they were doing it. And I literally looked at one of the girls and I said, okay, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to leave and I'm going to let you guys take care of this right now. And I don't want to be bothered about it again because I will just do more of this. And she said, please, we, we look forward to you leaving. <laughs> That's so good. And yes, for people who are choosing the word surrender, the first question you have to ask yourself is to make sure it is in your shadow. Now, I know Dr. Sean very, very, very well. And so he and I both are of the doing, which means that when we think about anything, the first thought that comes to our brain is of doing, which is the masculine side of energy. Does not mean I'm a boy. It just, I don't identify as, identify as a girl my energy, my problem solving, the way my mind works, it goes to doing and tactics before it will go to why and emotion. There's absolutely zero right or wrong. What you're trying to identify is where does your brain start? On what side of it? Why and how come the emotion of how are you gonna feel? How are other people gonna feel? Or does it start with the tactics of doing? When you're picking your word, for Sean, the surrender is of the feminine energy, the why energy, the spiritual of things. So that word is correct because his shadow is of yin energy, right? His mind works in the yang and he's choosing to do the work in the yin, which is the uh, shadow energy for him. So that word works. Kim, I hear you saying that you're picking the same word. I don't know you as well. So my question to you is, are you a doer or are you of the why, the why and how come to make sure that that word also is in your shadow work um, or that word is not in alignment. So I don't know if she's listening. I don't know if she's got the ability to talk, but I am watching the back chat. I'd like yeah, that. I'm, I'm not necessarily a doer. I'm the other. Okay. So if you, if you, if you spend time thinking about why, right, how come, right? So just think about 
you having to tell me something, right? To like to tell me something like, Amelia, I do not appreciate that you were late. Okay, let's think about that's the message that you need to share. If your mind goes, well, I'm gonna call her first thing in the morning because I'm gonna have a better, better opportunity to speak with her. But if your mind goes to, oh, I really don't wanna hurt her feelings and I wanna make, you know, so the way you go to solve that problem tells you your primary. So if your primary is more concerned about delivering the message in a way that is kind and caring, that doesn't hurt my feelings, then your word surrender is on the wrong side. You need yeah, to go into the shadow. I would be. I wouldn't. Okay. I wouldn't confront. Yeah. Perfect. Wonderful. That's so good. That's like just hold that space for a second, right? Because that knowledge of knowing. Remember, once you know, you can't unknow. So the fact that you now know that you solve problems from the feminine energy, everything that you think about for 2023, including this first lean in of the overarching word must be of the masculine doing. So surrender, right? Although that's right for Sean, isn't correct for you. So you have to think about, okay, what is surrender. What do you think surrender is going to gift you? Why are you choosing that word? What do you think will change through the word surrender so I can find your right word? Well, I, I feel like um, I try to micromanage. I try to fix everything um, without. Why are you fixing? Why do you want to fix something? I I'm just a fixer, <laughs> um, relationships or, you know, all of it. Um, I, I, I want to help people. Why? I just feel like it's what God has placed in my heart to do, whether, you know, it's for my family or for friends or. So who's helping you? Nobody. <laughs> mm-hmm. Right. So when you start to think about, again, the problem is really not the problem, right? Nobody has to help you or encourage you to do more, to fix more, right? You don't really need to surrender into serving people more. That is not anywhere near the problem. And so. And she is such a giver, Amelia. Okay, I've been so around Kim and in the communities, and she is all about pouring onto other people. So, Kim, l- follow me on this this for just a second, okay? You're familiar with the infinity loop, correct? Yes. Okay. So, the infinity loop has two sides. One is of giving, and one is of receiving. Does that feel right to you? Yeah. I'm more the giving than the receiving. Mm -hmm. So if you are giving and I am refusing to receive, what happens to you? I get lost. (laughs) And hurt, right? Yeah. So you're delivering pain. Underneath that, the word that sounded good, which is surrender, what is actually there is pain, enormous amount of pain. And the pain is self-induced because you have not mastered receiving what the world is trying to give. So if I'm trying to give to you because it brings me joy, I also believe that God put me here to serve and I'm trying to serve and you're denying me the receiving of the gift, you've put us both in pain. So my word should actually be receiving instead of surrender. Bingo. Bingo. Thank you so much. Now the practice now, okay, okay, because now I'm going to give you tactics, right? Before you give, I want you to stop yourself and first receive. Forbid yourself to give mentally, 
physically or spiritually until you put in the practice to receive first. How different do you think your year will be? It'll change everything. Mm -hmm. And so now I'm so excited because you know, Patricia, right? Now our DG community is going to be your buddy to make sure we lock it into place. That new habit of asking, as we witness you trying to give, we're going to say, what did you receive first? So that you put this new thought train into place to open up the channel to receive. We never have to worry about you learning how to give. You've mastered it. That is who you are. But we're going to create the future self who opens up the channel of receiving. That's going to take some work. We're going to get it done. That's right. But that's it. We start with the word. We start with the word. Thank you so much. My pleasure. Sean, you wanted to say some things. Do you want to kind of come back in? I didn't want to cut you off. I apologize. No, I I didn't know that there was somebody who wanted to speak. So I was just trying to fill time. But I would like to say, I just put it in the chat that giving and receiving, I am a giver. I am an overgiver. And I just feel like that's my place in the world. But what I've found is when you, when all you do is give, like the tide, if all that, all that happens is the tide that comes in, you erode the beach and there is nothing to give to. So you have to be able to take back. The ocean has to be able to take back. The beach has to give, give it back. And there's a circle to everything. And when you're out of alignment with any or out of balance with, with, with anything, whether it be giving or receiving or taking, then you're going to have problems because you're going to eventually you're going to have oh you're breaking up bad dr sean you're breaking up really really bad We're, we can't hear you i think you just stepped into like a horrible cell zone what's important for my overgivers? i'm watching the back chat right what's really important for you just to take a deep breath right that big is to realize with your wonderful intentions you're causing pain universally you need to sit with that. It's not what you intend. It's farthest from what you want. But if you are not a receiver, you're denying the others the gift of giving. That's what's happening. Now, that stings, that hurts, but that's true. The more it stings, the more you know it's true. That's why this process, this process, we literally went chapter by chapter on exactly what to do. In chapter four, there is a little like quiz that helps you understand where you start your logic thought from so that you can properly figure out what side you're on. It walks you through and we're here. We're here Tuesday, Wednesday. Friday. That's all we're doing is decoding sessions. We now have our private community where people literally come in so that we can help you week after week to make sure you do not step off course into the old false beliefs and the old behaviors. We are going to lock this in so that you actually live a genius life. But this is where the work is. The work is understanding what the real problem is that doesn't mean it doesn't go ouch. We say ouch on a daily basis, ouch, because I'm doing my work, Patricia's doing her work, Dr. Sean's doing his work. Ouch is part of the process to become your future self. In order for your future self to appear, today's self must die. If something dies, it hurts, it hurts. That little piece of you is gonna hurt. So who else would like to chime in about their word, whether they've already selected it or they've gone through this process with me, please, 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 there's somebody who's listening who's afraid to choose the word. They're afraid. So you have to be vulnerable to help our brothers and sisters get there. Hey, Amelia, it's Alicia, how are you? Hello. Good morning, how are you? 
Um, so, you know me, um, and you helped me select my word last year, which was presence. So my last year word was presence, which really worked well for me, and I didn't understand it when I got it. Um, and as I've gone through my year, um, I think, and I've looked at what I want my word to be, and I've thought a couple of different ones, um, and I, I, I need a little help. Um, I'm going with the word powerful. <laughs> That's my word. Um because I think that I don't step into what my, my power actually is in myself and my person, who I am, what I've been serving up. I, um, you know, I've lived a trauma-filled life, so I'm finally not living a life based on trauma and reactions based on my traumas. I'm living my best life by choosing how I react and choosing the words I say and choosing the people in my circle and choosing to be present. I chose to be present in my life this year of who I am, calming those voices in my head from, you know, my life that were difficult now and and I want to just be, I don't want to be present again, but I want to see my power. I know I'm powerful in a lot of ways and I think I need to step into that. And I don't know if it's a crazy word, but it's what came to me. I don't know what you think about that. So when you say powerful, what are you, what is powerful going to actually bring? Like, what are you going to measure so that you know powerful is in place? What are you looking at? What's under and inside the word powerful? so that I can hook on to the behavior you're looking for that isn't here today, that will be there next year? Um, strengthening and fortifying my mindset, right? Because it's been in a, not in a great place. I've been tending to that and tending that garden. It's been growing really well this year. So I'm trying to continue that. And, and one of the things that I realized about myself is that I'm I'm powerful in my in my business and I don't see it. I'm powerful in the circles I run there and I don't see it. I'm powerful in my life and I don't I don't see it. <laughs> so I'm trying to go, wow, like, hey, you, you know, you built a pretty big business. You've done these things in your life all on your own uh, with God's help. And, uh, you know, I guess uh, my word powerful is to acknowledge that I I'm a, you know, I'm a little five foot one little petite thing, but I'm a powerful, I'm a powerful presence. I'm a powerful person to be reckoned with for myself and in, and in business and in life. I'm not a cream puff, I guess. That's why I chose that word. I don't want to be a cream puff anymore. Act like one, maybe. Gotcha. 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 Yeah. So inside that word powerful, right? Inside, if you go inside into, you know, think about like Alice in Wonderland, like going into that little tunnel, right? Inside of powerful, you're going to bump into the word confidence. You're going to bump into the word independence, right? You're going to bump into those other words that you're describing. That's kind of like a milkshake inside of the word powerful, right? And so I want you to be very diligent in creating the ingredients that you actually mean within the word powerful so that you don't get distracted and unfocused because the word powerful can be very spray and pray. It's very hard to keep that narrow, deep, and clear. So the only way for you to hold the word powerful in its true clarity of what you mean is by forcing yourself through what are the ingredients that are going to reside in powerful. And I will tell you, confidence and independence are most likely going to be at least two of those ingredients. Does that help? It does, because I lack in those items. Uh, yeah, I'm growing in those items, so that makes a, a lot of sense to me, Amelia. I will look at what my ingredients are to see what that really is, and I'll jump in on a session and help you have you help me fine-tune it more, because I think there's probably a lot of ingredients, and you'll help me narrow it down like you did this year. A hundred percent, a hundred percent. And awesome, chapter four awesome. rolls right into number five, right? So chapter five does what I just did for, if you guys are listening, it's again, all in the book, all in the course. Once you get the word, then you actually get into the guts of what that is actually going to mean so that you get those small bites. So I appreciate you very much for sharing. And yes, of course, I always will be here. Who else has a word? Who else wants to chime in? Hey, I'm going to jump in real quick, Amelia, and do a reset before somebody else comes in and uh, talks about the word. But this is the Genius Hour. We are here every Friday from 9 to 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. We are also in different rooms throughout the week. If you go to our website, designinggenius.com, and sign up for the newsletter, you will get an email every Wednesday that has the upcoming week Breakfast of Champions rooms that Amelia is going to be in and also information about the community we are building. 
So we are building a design genius community that is going to launch in January. If you've already purchased the course, you will get an email invite to that community. Or if you pre-ordered the book, you will get an email as well. And the Designing Genius course, which is the link at the top of the room, is available for 40% off by using the coupon code HOLIDAY, all caps. And that is going to be available to December 31st. So everyone that purchases the course will be invited to the community. We're going to have book groups. We're going to have weekly calls with Amelia, Q&As, message boards, and all kinds of fun stuff happening inside of there. So I am going to go ahead, pass the mic back to you, Amelia, and you can help somebody with their word again. Good morning, Amelia. It's Dami here. Hello there. Thank you for my message last night. It literally made me cry. Oh my goodness. Thank you. Guys, I cannot believe this. I am in the book. I'm in Designing Genius on page 89. My testimony. Thank you so much, Amelia. I mean, I... I being part of the community. We are so honored wow. to have you. There was no... I was, I'm, I was so thrilled to have you in the book and your message last night literally it choked me up it's i cannot express to everybody who's listening you know again my resume can be intimidating but i am so nervous about the book going out right i'm so so glad to have patricia because i didn't want to write a book i did not did not did not want to write a book uh, she handheld me through the entire process because I know how much this information has built businesses and turned brands and have helped people and families. I mean, we've done so much, but to put it out there, the little girl in me, my inner child is petrified because I want you to like it. I want you to use it. I want it to have impact. So I am just as nervous when you throw something out there, just as some of you may be nervous about choosing your word, I'm also nervous in sharing the information with you, right? And so it doesn't matter your degree of success. Anytime you do something that is growth and growing and change and, you know, future selfing, it's nerve wracking. It's a normal reaction. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. All the encouragement. I just, the, the, I'm telling you your message last night really hit my heart. So thank you for taking the time to share. Oh, absolutely. And, you know, I think we all need a Patricia in our lives then because, um, you know, I'm so glad. We all need a freaking frack. Yes, we all right. need I mean, because I absolutely love the book um, and I love the fact that you've included, you know, different voices and I, you know, and, 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 and it shows your vulnerability as well. So I just, you know, props and, ha you know, hats off to you because your vulnerability has also allowed me to, um, you know, step back into my greatness and realize that, you know, to stop judging myself internally, right? Um, because, you know, I'm looking at you and I'm like, oh my God, Amelia is so smart. She's so dynamic. Look at all of her achievements and everything. And, you know, how it works in entertainment is like, you know, you, you write something and, you know, you might not make the cut. So I was like, when I got to page 89, I was like, wait, is this Dami's story? What? I could not believe it. Um, I was, yeah, so thank you thank you honestly and um uh, it's really honest I, i've been thinking about my word and um and it really ties into even just the, ex the experience of you know being in your book because um when i when you had asked me to write a testimony i was really excited but then i started to do my perfectionism thing so i'd wrote, written a draft and i was like oh well no that's not good enough this is for Amelia. this is for her book and um and there was a time limit on it. And then I was like, oh my goodness. Okay, I, I'm going on a shoot. I'm not gonna be able to get it done how I want. I'm gonna have to ask for an extension. It was so hard to do, but I did it. And so as a result, that is why I'm in your book because I, you know, I asked and um, you gave me a little bit of a reprieve and gave me a little bit of an extension. So I was able to get it done. So thank you for that. So I think my word is ask, but I'm also, it, uh, it kind of grates on me because I'm thinking maybe it should be request. Um, and I'm thinking more request because it's the- Why would you soften it? Oh yeah, exactly. Because if it was, <laughs> okay. Like, why yeah. would you apologize energetically for asking? You know what? I've been really thinking about this and I, you know, I feel like it's I'm I'm playing into this trope and there's this, you know, strong black woman trope that 
is honestly it really feels like listen you you know you're i'm out here and you're you know the strong black women stop you know you don't need to ask for anything stop burdening and burdening people that's what's playing in my mind and you know i i've kind of been conditioned to understand that there's a fragility in other races i know it sounds so crazy and so you know so it's to pull yourself up by your bootstraps and stop you know and really i should be the one serving others that's how i've been trained and so it's hard to just to let that go and even and you know what the reason as well with um when i heard you and sally talk the other day and um you know you were both talking about being tough cookies and i was like oh okay so that's the reason why i'll allow myself to um ask amelia because she's a tough cookie and i don't have to be so concerned about her fragility but and i know it's 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 crazy but it's it's a lot like i'm unpacking and what came to me was um when i was 11 years old um i was the only like black kid in the whole of my year and my one of my the students is the first time she'd ever seen a black person and she slapped me <laughs> to the ground and then when all the teachers ran out they were like what did you do looking at me and so it kind of sunk in with me like you know what like oh you know you're 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 tough you're strong and everyone else is frail and you must have done something right and it was literally because i mean she apologized like seven years later realizing that she's like i just didn't know what to do i just hadn't seen a black person before and i you know and she was going through her own um you know trauma at home and so they were like you know this is you know she's going through this and so i just thought that was the role that i played um and so and i you know i'm making a documentary at the moment about um mental health and black women and we're and a lot of the black women i've spoken to it's the same thing like your legs falling off and you won't go to the hospital and you won't ask for help because you're like i'm a strong black woman and it's like we need to put that trope down um Listen, and the marketing the that we have pushed upon black women is just disgraceful it just it really is it it, it really is so a thank you for doing the documentary um, and here's what I would love for you to hear that you're saying as I just reflect back, right? So all I'm going to do is mirror for you for a second. You use the word burden, right? Did you, do you hear, did you hear yourself say the word burden? Yes. Okay. I heard it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Could you ever actually be a burden in my world unless I chose it and allowed it? Like, is that on Ooh. your side or is that on my side? Oh, oh, that's deep. So, well, no. think about yes, that for a second. Have, yes. Right. Oh, wow. mm. As a woman, right. Just as a woman to a woman over here. Right. Cause I'm a mutt. So I don't, some people call me white. Some people call me black. I've gotten every version in between. Right. But I identify as a woman and you're my sister. I love you deep, deeply. I want you to think about how you start each of your thought process. I know where it's coming from. I know what the world has done. We're just gonna put that over there for a second. And I want you to notice how you start apologizing before you even get off into the conversation. You're energetically apologizing and I'm asking you, for what? Because my reaction, my belief, and any energy that happens because of your presence is my responsibility, not yours. It doesn't live on your side. It is not your responsibility. Mm. So I shouldn't be trying to live in your mind and determine who gives a might... shit what right. Amelia thinks. <laughs> oh, that's okay. not your concern. That's my work. That's right. my work. Mm. And so you've been conditioned to do the work. And I'm going to be bold here. So everybody be hang on a second, right? Because I don't mean anything disrespectful, but you've been trained to do white people work. Why? <laughs> yeah. Why? Do your work. I'm going to do my work. And together we can have a phenomenal relationships by understanding minimal standards so that when you do something, I can go, oh, you know what? 
I really received that, but I'd like you to consider with me, is that your work or is that mine? Now that's a healthy relationship because I'm actually trying to explore what's happening so that I know what I can do differently on my side to continue to grow a relationship with you. But to grow a relationship with you or any other human, I am agreeing to the responsibility that will always be on my side. Every relationship has work I have to do. So your minimum standard should be if you, world, are not willing to meet me, right, the middle of the infinity loop, meet me there, taking responsibility of your side, you don't meet my minimums. We will not have a relationship and that's okay. Because I don't have relationships, Amelia Antonetti does not have relationships with people who do not know how to take the responsibility of their side. I will not carry your baggage. It's not my responsibility. It is my responsibility to go, wow, that suitcase looks really heavy and you can choose to put it down, but you will not put it on my side. Wow. That's how I want you to think about not only the film that you're making, which I'm so grateful you are. But as you move into next year, I really want you to consider what side that emotional response truly lives on. Are you trying to solve something on my side? Hmm. Or is it truly living on your side? Wow. So your word needs to be either standards mm -hmm. or boundaries. Ooh. <laughs> wow. Oh, okay. Yes. I think, and, and boundaries, you know, I think boundaries, boundaries really, it, it grates. So I think boundaries it, it is perhaps the word because I find myself talking myself out of the, the boundaries that I set up in my mind. Yeah, you're because... talking yourself out of the ask because you're already energetically apologizing because you have an ask. Yeah. Of course you have an ask. <laughs> and you have the right to have any ask. I have the right. You have the right. You have the right to ask for what you want and you need. And here's the kicker to that is I don't need to understand why. If somebody questions what you ask, they are unhealthy. They are unhealthy. <laughs> If you ask me, if you say, listen, Amelia, I really need you to only speak to me between 6 a.m. and 2 p.m. That's really what's going to work best for me. I go, oh, girl, I love you. Of, of course, I'm going to do my very best. Please grace me forgiveness as I practice this new skill because I'm probably going to make an accident and call you at 5 p.m. But I'm going to try to honor your request. I don't need to know why. I don't need you to prove to me why that's a need. I love you. And so I'm going to serve you based on your ask. There is no proof required. If somebody needs proof, that's their unhealthy disease they're trying to shove on you. Wow. So Amelia, the, some of the practices to, so when I'm coming up against this and I, I say to myself, like, I don't need to prove to you, you know, why I'm asking. Um, but in my mind, I'm trying to prove to myself because even though I'm like, okay, it's not your responsibility. Um, it's not my responsibility to determine how you might feel about my ask or why is she asking or she doesn't deserve to ask all these things that come through my mind or I should be able to, you know, deal with it myself. Um, when I go to pick up the phone, and to be honest, I I, I was going to call you about um, in, in, you know the other situation that I have with my my mom, and I just I couldn't pick up the phone, even though you actually. So here it comes. Okay, sit down for everybody who's listening. Okay, uh -oh. here comes one of those behavior modifiers. Right, every time I do one of these things, I, I get I get such resistance energy. This is what happened when I taught people the behavior modification around no. The modifier is it doesn't work for me. So people who were not in that session, go back to BWC. There's a whole article on it, but I'm going to give you another one. Okay. I'm going to modify your relationship with ask. Are you ready? I'm ready. Okay. 
This is your new phraseology as you practice realignment of this energy. You're going to say, are you willing or are you unwilling? That's your new ask. Amelia, are you willing or are you unwilling to speak to me today? Amelia, are you willing or are you unwilling to meet me for lunch? Amelia, are you willing or unwilling to write me a testimonial? Wow. Okay. I'm going to do it. I'm going to try it. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm going to do it. That's, That's what I'm all. Doing. That is your new way of asking. Willing or unwilling. Because you put somebody right into a corner where their only choice is to say, I'm willing or I'm unwilling. It's very black and white, very clear. If they start asking questions, yada, 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 blah, 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 <laughs> they are unhealthy. Oh, okay. Yeah. Right? Willing or unwilling. I can ask Patricia anything. I can say, Patricia, are you willing or are you unwilling to get on a phone call with me tomorrow at 5 a.m.? She'll be like, I'm unwilling. I'm unwilling. <laughs> Period. There will not be well because it's no. true. <laughs> unwilling. Unwilling. Right? She all the time will call me and say, Amelia, I just want to let you know I am unwilling to get on another fucking Zoom with XYZ. Oh, sorry, I shouldn't swear. Sorry. BWZ. Sorry. Right? I'm unwilling. She tells me all the time she's unwilling. What choice do I have other than respecting her boundary? Do I need to understand it? No, because there's no room for me to talk her out of it. Hey, Amelia, can I ask a follow-up? Sure. Hey, oh, he's going to come in and tell me I swore. I'm sorry, Ramon. No. I'm sorry. I'm no. so sorry. I'm so. The minute I said it, I was like, oh, 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 bad. No. Edit it bad, bad, out. Bad. Edit it out. No, I have a question, Amelia and, and Patricia. When you ask that in that phrase, is it okay or can you, or what is your advice for the follow-up to know the attitude? Like when Patricia says no, follow my, you know, playing, playing along here, assuming you didn't kind of know her, is it okay to say, Patricia, so may I ask why, like, I just don't like you, Amelia, versus, oh, yeah, I got to take my kid to the ball game, so I can't. Does that matter if you get what I'm trying to ask? Does it matter? Does it actually matter? If I say to you, Ramon, are you willing or unwilling to come to my Christmas party, what am I, what is really what I'm asking you? I'm really asking if you're coming in attendance. What do I really care about is if you're coming. Does it matter why? One follow-up? I, I guess the follow-up I have is that the reason why, I guess, because let's say I didn't want to come because I'm busy versus I didn't want to come because I never, ever want to come. I don't like you. I don't like your home. I guess that's why for me, maybe I'm too softy, but that's why I'd want to know. But, but it really doesn't change anything. Fair enough. Fair the enough. why doesn't change the outcome. See, we're conditioned to apologize for what we don't want to do. And it makes it confusing for others. All I really want to know is, yes, you're coming or no, you're not. Because no matter how much you explain to me why you're not coming, I still feel the ping in my heart that you're not coming. And that work is on me. That's my side. It's not your job to make me feel okay with your decision. I have to respect your decision. Why you're making the decision is that fluffy BS stuff that tells me you're somehow going to make it better. No, you're not. You can't make anything in my life better. I have to make my life better. You're not responsible for making me feel better. That's my job. And we're told that that's being polite. Really? Is it? Or is it more polite to go, thank you so much, Ramon, for letting me know that you're not coming. I really appreciate that. I can plan properly now. And I hope I get to see you next time. Isn't that healthier? Not putting you in a position to have to explain and make me feel better? Doesn't that change our responsibility? If I'm always putting my responsibility on your side, that you have to take the responsibility of my reaction to your decisions versus just respecting your decisions. Why does not matter? Clarity matters. I got a question, Amelia. 
Yes, it's good. It's, it's very intense. And I mean, when I say it's intense, I'm in here like, mm, I'm sitting in the car, supposed to get, go inside the store, but I had to stop for a minute. So I love the ass. I stop for a minute every time Ramon talks too. He gets me the same yeah, way. It's, it's just, it's just good. Um, I, and I, I want to dovetail on a couple of things. Um, because this is, it had, it's, this is affected by, I feel a lot of the things that you were working with and I couldn't catch your name right now, um, that she was talking about and how we're seeing being certain people can be seen as difficult when, um, if we respond in that manner and very direct because uh, they want, there's a question that's asked them, well, why can't you do this? Let's say it's in a workplace environment, right? And um, everyone isn't as open as you. You have this, you have it down, right? But when you deal with people that have not been exposed to this train of thought, and you say, well, are you willing or unwilling? And there could be a gray area. So let me take it to a relationship um, no, 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 standpoint. No, 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 right? no, no, one second. Hang, hang on, one second. second. Hang on. Hang okay, on. Okay. okay. Yes, ma'am. I'm going to translate what you just said. Okay. What you just said is you've conditioned the people in your world that they expect now you to do mm -hmm. the coddling. Nope. I haven't been, con I didn't condition them. They, <laughs> nope. I didn't condition them to expect that. That's what happens sometimes. No, no, no. And so, Any, okay. anything that happens, right? Anything that happens, okay. You're participating. You have your half. So, again, if you and I are colleagues, okay. right? You've conditioned me that I can make a lot of chatter with you which is then going to have you respond in some emotional way that you're going to tailor for me. So where, okay, so consideration, right? Mm -hmm. yes. Being considerate, I think comes into play in certain situations as in when Ramon was speaking. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Because I can say to you, Okay, I'm depending on you to do this. Are you, and I, this is something that I need to be done. Are you willing or unwilling to do this? Mm -hmm. I'm unwilling, mm -hmm. right? But there was a, a, a sp specific reason why, because I do desire to do it. It's not that I'm unwilling to do it, but I can't do it. So, yep. So that would where go. Does that respond, yep, yep, you know, where yep, does that respond come into play? Here you go. So I okay. come to you and I say, are you willing to finish the report by the end of the day? And you say, I'm unwilling to do the report by the end of the day, but I am willing to do it by tomorrow morning. Okay, because that's what I was missing. Because I'm see, I, I, I missed the... And Here's I, and where people go wrong. Here's where we make relationships confusing. Here's what a typical dialogue sounds like. I say, are you willing to do the report by the end of the day? And you go on a diatribe to go, well, you know, I really can't because I got to pick up the kids and I have to put them I get home. And then, you know, I can't be late today because there isn't somebody picking. You go on and on and on and on and on. And none of that matters. All that matters is, is the end result. The outcome is, is it going to get done by the end of the day? And so in the phraseology of taking the word and ask, right, which is just saying, I'm asking you to do something. I'm putting people who are practicing asking into a scenario of willing or unwilling because subconsciously the brain, right, is now understanding that it's being triggered into an ask. When you just randomly ask, when you pick up the kids, the brain is in habit mode. It's familiar, so it's not present. When I trigger you and say, are you willing or you're unwilling? The conscious mind goes, whoa, wait a minute, that's a decision. And that's what I'm doing intentionally as a behaviorist. I'm trying to teach you how to be more clear and focused on what you are actually asking, but also how you receive 
the minimum standard of answers that when somebody starts overly explaining, they're not helping you and you're not helping them. The clarity of saying, are you willing to have something done by the end of the day? I am now in my ask crystal clear. I'm not vague and ambiguous in any way. So I'm taking full responsibility of the ask by being crystal clear. And I'm also respecting you to receive either answer, either answer of willing or unwilling. You are gracing me, right, with the maturity of uh, what you called was um, being considerate by saying, I'm not willing, Amelia, to do it tonight. Why does not matter, but I am willing to do it by the end of the week. Now I have the opportunity to go that that what you're willing to do works for me. And if it doesn't, but I said yes, now the responsibility is on my side. And that's what healthy adult relationships are, is an exchange of a boundary and guideline of where responsibility does or does not live. We've learned immature relationships that we throw responsibility all over the place and nobody is really clear on who or who isn't responsible. So the phraseology that I'm trying to teach, are you willing or unwilling, is to get to the very crystal clarity in your relationships as you start practicing. Because it is extremely respectful and clear. I'm just asking, you're willing or are you unwilling? Wonderful. I just, I'm, that's the caveat that was missing because I love the willing and unwilling, as you saw earlier in the chat. It's just that when Ramon brought up that question, I was like, hold on, I hear this. And so that specific response. Mm -hmm. It's applaudable. I'm like, whoa, whoa, turn it up. That yeah. was it. Oh, oh no, it's, listen, it's frightening, right? It's frightening, right? And what's frightening is the amount of responsibility that you're now standing in, right? Because you now have to be really clear. And most people want to be sloppy. Half the time that people ask for stuff, they're not even paying attention that they're asking, right? Hey, can you grab me this? Can you grab me that? Can you do this? People, I'm like, do you realize that's the seventh thing you've asked me to do? People are not even conscious and present. So these behavior modifiers are allow you to practice a new behavior that leads to your future self. Like saying, instead of saying no, I'm sorry, sounds exciting, that doesn't work for me. Like, instead of saying, I'm going to ask you, I'm going to say, are you willing or unwilling? These are called behavior modifiers, and we have tons of them. And it allows you to break your cycle of where you are now in relationships and do something differently. And there's no way possible other than getting a different outcome. Awesome sauce. Thank you so very much. Pleasure. Thank you so much for jumping in. Hey, everyone. I'm going to cut in really quick before Amelia and David Meltzer meet and greet each other and we transition over to Meltzer's show. So all of the notes from this segment and everything you've heard today and you hear all week on Breakfast of Champions can be found on bwcdaily.com. And I can attest if you sign up for the newsletter, you will get an email every single day with the notes from all of your favorite speakers on this platform. It's a great way to get caught up if you miss anything and also to get news on what's coming up next. Also with Designing Genius, everything we've talked about today is also coming into a special community starting in January. Anyone that signs up for the course, the link is above. Please use the code HOLIDAY, all caps, to get 40% off. That special is running until the end of this year. And we are going to have weekly calls with Amelia so you guys can all get that special one-on-one -on -one attention. That, Cheapest you know, therapy you ever have. Cheapest therapy that you ever have. <laughs> also, the book that you see us holding up. If you pre-ordered the book, it, if you have not received it, it, it's on its way. I apologize. The weather has slowed it down to certain locations. But you can grab it on Amazon as well. It's Designing Genius. Success is an inward journey.